Our reading is taken from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I want to pray for us as we hear God's word this morning. Let's pray. Loving God, as we we gather gather together, as we hear your word, may you open our hearts and minds to be receptive to you. Your presence presence is is here here with us. us. As we gather, the promise is true. Where two or three are, there I am. So Jesus, Lord of this church, Lord of this moment, be be near to us, I pray, in your name. Amen. We uh, began a series uh, last Sunday. Last Sunday feels like ages ago. Don't know about you, but a lot has happened in a week. Uh, We began that series thinking of the overall theme of the series, which is Together in Christ. And we're going through four themes, themes. it's a mini-series, so last week was about giving thanks and what it means together to give thanks, and uh, today, thinking about us being together as a people, God's people, reflecting Jesus. And then next week, about what it means to live confidently, in brackets, in all humility. And uh, the fourth one, which will be the harvest service, together standing firm. As we have already been reminded, we are living in a world of great uncertainty, many questions, lots of pressures, and that that service on the 25th will be about what it means to stand firm in light of everything going on around us. But yeah, last week, giving thanks, uh, that was uh, the start of my time here, 
and uh, we went through four issues about what it means to give thanks for people and to be thankful in our prayer life as well and to be people that are thankful as partners in the gospel and thankful for the potential that is here in this community. But over the last few days, we have gathered as a nation and uh, around the world to give thanks for the life of Queen Elizabeth II. On Friday and yesterday, this church was open from 12 until 3, and uh, we lit some candles and we had reflections and people themselves from the street came in to light candles and it, and was, it was quite an incredible few hours for the church to be open. Uh, we had conversations with people, people who are not Christians, people who are not part of church, but needing to find some place, some space to reflect and to give thanks. Uh, as I share with you, a couple are, I have in my mind who came in and they said, have you got any holy water in this place? I said, we are Baptists, never going to happen. Uh, I didn't quite give that response, but um, kind of thought, well, they must be from a Catholic background, uh, but they hadn't probably been to church for years and years and years. We, they said, we haven't got any holy water at home. We've run out. Have you got a font? I said, well, if you want to be baptized, uh, I could talk to you about Acts chapter 8, you can get baptized. No, but they were just inquisitive. And then there was another lady who came in, and, and she said, I, I, I've been in contact with the office about hiring out a room, but I actually wanted to see the place myself. I didn't realize you would be open today. Can I just be still? I said, absolutely. You can light a candle. And she lit a candle, and she just talked about the fact that she hadn't been in church for years. <laughs> it's good for a church to be open, and churches to be open at this time. People are desperate to give thanks on, on Friday, I was um, part in here and part with uh, Ian's home group, and they had a brilliant lunch spread out, and I just basically went for some food and then came back in here and had a bit of a, a nice conversation with folk as well. And, and, and Lily was just sharing about her time of meeting the Queen in Jamaica. Put your hand up if you've ever met the Queen. Quite a few. We need, as a church, to hear those stories at coffee just ask people if you've met the Queen. A few people have. It was amazing to hear of you meeting the Queen in Jamaica, in Trenchtown, in a tough area of Jamaica, and the Queen being there, and how that she made an impression on your life, and no doubt on the life of others. We are in a moment of giving thanks. But today is about reflecting Christ. That's the theme. And... and uh, from this passage in Philippians 2, verses 1 to 11. She is the servant queen, and it's about the king that she serves. In my previous church, and no doubt in this church, on the 5th of June, just this year, we celebrated the Platinum Jubilee. Don't know how you did it here, but we use this picture about the servant queen and the king that she serves. This morning... Yes, I'm going to make a lot of mention about Queen Elizabeth II, but actually what I want you to understand is that her whole life points towards the life of King Jesus, who reigns, reigns over, over all the earth. 
I love this quote. For me, me, the teaching of Christ and my own personal accountability before God provide a framework in which I try to lead my life. A framework in which I try to lead my life. I, like so many of you, have drawn great comfort in difficult times from Christ's word and example. Queen Elizabeth was someone who pointed towards God but also she sought outwards to point towards those that she served. An orientated life towards God, a life lived out in service to others whom she cared for. Philippians 2 is a beautiful, wonderful passage. For preachers, it's one of those easy passages to preach. It's not one of those hard passages. But actually, each side side of Philippians 2 there are some tough moments. In Philippians 1, at the end, Paul reminds the church in Philippi, you're facing great opposition, you're facing great challenge. And he uses this phrase in in, uh, chapter 1, verse 27. Fear, you're frightened of the world out there. (laughs) So this wonderful passage, chapter 2, is glorious and amazing and inspires us. But at the beginning, just before, Paul says... You're a church, you're a people, God's people, that are frightened about what's happening in the world out there. The church is facing opposition. And then later on, after chapter 2, later on after these these verses, Paul talks about the opposition within the church. There's a lot of grumbling, a lot of moaning, a lot of whining (laughs) happening. You're frightened about the world out there, but the way in which you're operating as church is that you're you're just grumbling among each other. And then in between these sort of pretty heavy moments is this glorious passage in Philippians 2, verses 1 to 11. In light of opposition outside and opposition inside the church, focus your minds and hearts and attitude, your lifestyle, your behavior on the one who reigns glorious and supreme overall. Queen Elizabeth faced opposition outside and within her own family too. She was a lady who actually was the example of strength in adversity. She saw and experienced tough times throughout her 70-year reign. We know that. And there are many obituaries around on different websites and on the TV uh, that describe not only the wonderful moments in her reign, but the challenges too, such as the fire at Windsor Castle and the death of Princess Diana and the troubled marriages within and the struggles of holding unity where there is disunity across the world. And in her anguish and in her pain, she turns to prayer. She said these words in 2013. For Christians, as for all people of faith, reflection, meditation and prayer help us to renew ourselves in God's love as we daily strive to become better people. When hardship and adversity and struggle and stress came and times of loss and of pain, her example was of someone turning to God in prayer. The passage 
goes, goes on. on. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? The wonderful passage in Philippians 2 begins with questions, questions and questions. Another translation, the New Living Translation, doesn't use the word is, it, it uses the word if. If there is any encouragement for belonging in Christ, if there is any comfort from his love, if there is any fellowship with the Spirit, that kind of raises a question mark in our lives sort of, when we read that sort of on the surface. But actually, the original language is not raising a question mark at all. Uh, the language of if and the language of is, actually, in the original Greek, is much more certain. It is the language of since. Since you have encouragement with Christ, since you have comfort from his love, since you are, have the common sharing of the Spirit, since you've experienced the tenderness and compassion of Christ... Because of who Jesus is and the way Jesus lives in your life, you can experience experience comfort, tenderness, compassion, encouragement, and the sharing of the Spirit. There is no question mark. There is no uncertainty in a world that's so uncertain and fragile and vulnerable. There is no uncertainty. Christ, the hope of glory, lives with certainty in you, in me. That should give us a different outlook, a different way of operating, a different vision, a different passion. When I think about Queen Elizabeth... Her 70 years, and some of you may uh, have known a time before Queen Elizabeth's reign, I haven't. It's all we've known for some of us, but I love this when she says, I know just how much I rely on my faith, the certainty of Christ's to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try and do what is right, to take the long view, to give of my best in all that the day brings and to put my trust in God. She seems to show us an example of what it means to take the long view but also to live one day at a time well. (laughs) And she's inspired because of her encouragement in Christ. How are you inspired in your encouragement with Christ? And a couple of other quotes. Throughout my life, the message and teaching of Christ have been the guide and in them I find hope. Jesus, whose teaching has been handed down from generation to generation, have been the bedrock of my faith. I mean, she is preaching with her life the message of Philippians 2. And the encouragement for you and I is to preach Philippians 2, not from the platform, but from the very living of our lives, with all that we come into contact with. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Rather, in humility, consider value others above yourselves. I said how wonderful and lovely Philippians 2, 1 to 11 is. 
But my goodness, if we're to live that out in reality, it's the most challenging piece of Scripture ever. Think less about self and more about others. How does that happen in the practicality of our lives, in the living of this church? What does it mean to reach out to someone in this church that you perhaps haven't spoken to for a very long time or to send a message of comfort and compassion to someone else to think of the needs of others before yourself? Such a huge challenge. I hope that, like me, you will be comforted by the example of Jesus Christ, says Queen Elizabeth. There are many in our church that need comforting right now. He managed to live an outgoing, unselfish, and sacrificial life. Jesus makes it clear that genuine human happiness and satisfaction lie more in giving than receiving, more in serving than being served. In your relationships with one another, have the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, and so on and so on. I love that last phrase in this quote about Jesus being the guiding light in Queen Elizabeth's life and reign, and she says, I am one of them who have been guided by his light and love because Christ's example helps me see the value of doing small things with great love. (laughs) Opening the doors and welcoming people in on a Sunday, a small thing. thing done in great love. Serving tea and coffee while there's a big queue... Not on a Sunday, but at Kairos. (laughs) It's a busy, vibrant place, Kairos. It's good. If you haven't got in there, get in there. People serve and volunteer and work and do things in small ways, but in great love. Everything that we're about, the small acts of service, we can do with a big heart of love as our attitude is guided and formed as the potter forms the clay so our lives are an invitation to follow the pattern of the attitude of Christ whose love is wide and high and deep and everything we do is an invitation to pattern ourselves on him The Queen, a life pointing to the greater life of Christ, interested in others, a unity builder, an encourager, obedient, compassionate, a servant, showing humility, tender-hearted. These attributes are actually the attributes of Jesus, and she longed to live a life orientated towards him. Jesus was her inspiration, her role model, her anchor, and Philippians 2 shines through in the life that she lived in following Christ.
Christ. Although we are capable of great acts of kindness, she says, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves. That's quite a hard thing to hear. From our recklessness or our greed, God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important that they are, but a saviour with the power to forgive. She is a queen who knew what it meant, not for people to bow before her, but for her to bow before her saviour. And this morning is an invitation for us as a church to bow not before the queen or the king, (laughs) so much as bowing before Christ alone. Honouring and praying for the king, absolutely. But we gather together alongside King Charles to bow before Christ I love this picture. Probably my favourite picture of all. You know who's missing in this picture, don't you? The most famous person, actually. Anyone know who's missing? Paddington. I thought, do I show this picture or do I show the one where she's jumping? Is it really her? No. Jumping out of the the helicopter of 2012, the Olympics, with uh, Daniel Craig, James Bond. And I just love her sense of humour, her lightness in light of the heavy responsibility. And I believe her humour, her grace, her calm, came about because first and foremost she bowed before the King, Jesus, Lord of all. She had joy in the Saviour's love. She knew that Jesus died to bring forgiveness for all and She knew what it meant to bow, and she experiences the gift of eternal life. That's her inspiration and joy. Jesus on the cross, Philippians 2, the cross is the salvation, the moment when Jesus brings humanity into the Father's heart, the forgiveness that is poured out on the cross. Sin, separation, wiped away for us to experience the Saviour's love. And so I love that picture, not because of what it represents in that moment with Paddington Bear, but because the joy on her face is something that I believe she experiences the gift of eternity today. And that gift is open to all of us this morning. Jesus said to her, her, which is Martha actually in the passage in John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? That's the question I want to end with this morning. Do you believe believe this? And you would have seen this little cartoon, Hello Hello. Again, Lilibet. (laughs) 
queen meets her king face to face, experiencing the gift of eternity. Not only only her late husband, but the king of kings and lord of lords. So as a church, let us enter his gates with thanksgiving. Jesus says, this is eternal life, that you would know me and my Father. So eternity breaks in today. Come and receive Jesus as your Lord and King today. Do you believe this? At the back, at the front, online, to my right and my left. Do we truly believe this? Amen.